Hi, this is Susan. And this is Roan with the Roan Doll Show. Happy uh, February. I know we haven't been on the air for a while. We've been uh, distracted and doing other, I know I have, with uh, other things that I thought was uh, necessary, but you know. Well, it's not only that. It's not only have we been distracted, but we've, we've also been, you know, making changes yeah. in the Roan Doll Show. So God has been, you know, showing you know, more and more uh, what he wants us to do. Right. We started doing videos uh, with business people, and uh, so that's real exciting, and getting out and talking to people in the business world, and so when I'm talking to them, I tell them that God has a need of your business, your business skills, and he wants to do great exploits through you. Right. And um, so, if, if you guys haven't read the blog, I encourage you to go to the com. read that blog. Um, I've read it many times. I read it again last night, and I get something different from it every time. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, the calling of God on our lives. And as a, as a businessman, a lot of times you don't feel like you have a, a calling like a pastor does. We think sometimes that a pastor or evangelist or you know something like that full-time ministry is a person that has a calling but that's not true one of the hardest things for me Susan was actually to get firmly in my mind was that I was a minister even though I was a business owner mm -hmm. and because we have this preconceived idea with these that, rules yeah 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 that I have to be a full-time mm -hmm. you know full-time in the ministry to be called a minister right. you know it was just like you know, some people think that you have to have certain qualifications to be a saint, but the Bible says that we are all saints. Mm -hmm. Jesus, through his blood, has made us a saint. <laughs> so, you know, we are, we are saints. But we're also ministers. And um, so as, as such, you know, God wants to speak to us about our business, about our life in the marketplace. And so that calling is it's, uh, it's, it's like a hand. To me, I, I describe it this way, Susan. It's like you feel a hand on your back, mm -hmm. and it's, it's pushing you and gently pushing you because mm -hmm. that's where the Holy Spirit is, but he's right. pushing you to, to do something. You just feel this nudge all the time. Well, we just had that conversation about, you know, changing or, you know, I, for probably the last few months, over 40 different times, that little voice in my head about going to the dream city on the west side. Mm -hmm. And then Ron and I just had that conversation and it's because that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you, that's where you need to be. That's where you and your family need to be. Right. Um, it's funny, Peter was, a, Peter was a businessman until he let God use his business and then God altered his business. Right. And sometimes he does that. Right. And there's we, a lot of business and people. And we have to be open to that and I think yeah. as business people, we're not. Mm -hmm. We're like, mm -hmm. you know, we're in a transition here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been in a slump the last month because I've had a pity party because the, what, I've, what I built mm -hmm. is changing. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's, <laughs> the thing is, is we just have to, you know, we just have to focus on him. And we were, well, what I want to talk about is when you have that calling. Now, he may... It may be something different from what you think. 
Mm-hmm. You may. It's always something yeah, to promote. Well, <laughs> you, you know, but there are a lot of people who are in business and eventually, and God is calling them to full-time ministry, right. start a church, be evangelists, you know, many different things. But on the other hand, there are some people who that is not the case. Right. They're in business. They're supposed to be in business. Right. They're That's supposed to be successful in business. Right. And they're supposed to be in the marketplace, and they're supposed to be touching people that nobody else would touch. Right. What did I read the other day that talked about God didn't call you for your business not to, to be successful? Right. If you're in business, it's because God wants you to be in business, and he wants you to be successful. Well, think about it this way. We have a, we have in, in business, you have a, a, a purpose, and that purpose is to, number one, support the work of the ministry. Right. Okay? Absolutely. Um, so... At uh, the church where I go to, Dream uh, Dream City Church here in Phoenix, um, it's the business people who are going over and above. Right. Uh, one one of them buys I don't know fifteen hundred bicycles to give away every every year right. at Christmas. They've done it for years. Yeah. Um, another one is you know we they somebody else donated a great big LED screen. I mean huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was one person that did that. Right. And uh, but that opened up the door to some other things as well. So business people are called to support the work of the ministry. Right, because how else is it going to get supported? Because we are the body of Christ. And that's your tithe and your offering. But on the other, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. we're we're called to the marketplace. Okay. Right. And so in that marketplace, we're supposed to be reaching the lost. Well, that's also the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. That business is supposed to support us in business or you in business to do what God has called you to do and that is like a mandate mm-hmm. so his calling is like a well the best way to describe it is a mandate right. and and that's what he wants he w- so we're, we're supposed to absolutely we're supposed to do well right show well mm-hmm. that's what I like to call mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and so in that mandate um, that we have from God to do well. I just lost my train of thought, Susan. I can't think of what I was going to say because <laughs> I, I started to look something up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mandate, the meaning of mandate, I was looking this up. It's the, it's the uh, authoritative command, oh. especially a formal order from a superior court or official to an inferior one. That sounds like God and us, right? An authority to act given to a representative accepted at the mandate of the people. So last night when I was reading this, it's funny because I, mm-hmm. I, I read this right. last night. And you have mandate means an official order or commission to do something. Mm-hmm. It's a commission by which a party is entrusted to perform a service. Right. It's a written authority enabling someone to carry out transactions on another's bank account. It gives someone authority to act in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had to get, well, the Holy Spirit readjusted me last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. I've been entrusted to perform a service here at the company. Right. Because mm-hmm. God has need of my business right. and my skill set. Right. And so instead of having a pity party mm-hmm. because things are changing, change is good. Change is good. And, right. I, and I preach that all the time. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> rah, for change. I'm always changing. Right. I'm always leading the change, and here I am. Worry about it. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you, it, what are you doing? You know, the the interesting thing is that I was re- I'm reading this book, and it, it's talking about how we process information, and 
And the, tr the key is to be able to look at that, look at the changes and process it from being from anxiety to excitement. I, if, I, if I judge myself rightly, it's gotta be, I think it's a pride thing. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't the one, I always am steer, spearheading the change. Yeah. This wasn't anything that I spearheaded. So I think if, yeah. I, if I really judge myself <laughs> rightly, it's probably a pride thing here. Yeah. And so well, now because I didn't spearhead it, I don't know. See, that's why I like to spearhead changes because then I, I know what's going to happen because I'm running the forefront. Well, sometimes, not, yeah, but sometimes it's, it's I, I'm not going to be so critical on you. I think it's sometimes it's just not being able to see what we can't see. Right. And so you can't see the whole thing. And the business people, you know, like to see the whole thing. Well, for me, I take it. I have an entire staff that mm -hmm. I care about, mm -hmm. that I worry about. Not mm -hmm. worry, but I, I want to, I just want to make sure my people are taken care of. Right, right. And this is where I got out of the will mm -hmm. of God and instead of relying on Him mm -hmm. and trusting Him, mm -hmm. I'm trying to do it in my own. Right. So then, the, the, hence the last 30 days of me being just a blubbering, retarded, hot mess. <laughs> but I got my bootstraps pulled up today. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I think we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of business people, they're in the same boat. Okay. So if you're listening to this, you're, you know, if you're in a business, you can get into the same boat where you have changes. Right. And that's just, you know, that's the nature of, of business because of, you know, market changes. You know, Google is always changing. So yeah. many things are changing in business. Competition is changing. So many business people out there. Uh, are not willing to make changes, and so their business suffers because of well, it. Well, they become stagnant and they die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't stay, yeah, I mean, so. Some business people are actually have to, you know, reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. They they might sell their business and buy a new one. Blockbuster didn't reinvent themselves and they're out of business. That's right. They should have been Netflix. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so you have to, you have to be, you have to be open, I You think. have to be excited. You have to yeah. change your anxiety to yes. excitement. And you can do that with your mind mm -hmm. if you focus. And then the other thing, too, is if you have a mandate, if you think about it that way, it gives you the freedom to ask God and expect that he's going to answer you. Right. For me, knowing that I have a mandate from God is like a burden off of my shoulders. Am I doing, you know, is it, you know, because you, know, you always hear this people, well, if it's God's will, if it's not God's will, you know, this or that. He still needs people. But it's 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 doubt and it puts, you know, right. confusion in your mind. Right. And But if you feel like, you know, no, I'm called to business. I have a mandate from business. Well, if you have a mandate to be in business, then you have a mandate to prosper. You have a mandate to do well in your business. You have a mandate to reach the community around your business. So your verse in Malachi 3.10, it talks about the floodgates, which I love mm -hmm. that. And you, you have the NIV translation. When you bring in your whole tithe into the storefront, right. that there may be food in my house, and he says to test me in this. It's the only place in the Bible that God tells, you know, says test me in this. Mm -hmm. And see if I not throw open the floodgates of heaven, pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. The whole point is there's not room to store it that we have to give it away. Not only in our personal finances, but also in our business finances. Right. If you tithe as a business, mm -hmm. the same verses. It doesn't say it says your 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 store your your house your business mm -hmm. is your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the word floodgates is the same word that's used in Genesis when oh, he when that. he uh, yes. when he flooded the earth. He opened up the floodgates. It gives you a real and another translation. How big it is. Yeah. What that word flood, floodgates means when it flooded the whole earth. 
that's the way God thinks about it. Right. He doesn't think about it the way we think about it. He, he has a different way of thinking about it. Right. And the closest way that he can relate Malachi 3 to us is through Genesis when he flooded the earth. Mm -hmm. In Genesis, one translation says he opens up the windows of heaven. The other translation says he opens up the floodgate. In Malachi, it's translated the same way. Right. One way says he opens up the windows of heaven, and another way he opens up the floodgates. But you can't get there without a fellowship. You can't right. get there without a relationship. Right. It's all about relationship. That's the destination. He, he, he wants relation over sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. he, that's the whole point is, mm -hmm. yeah. is he, that's why we were created. Right, right. Because he's got to tell us how to get there. You know, he's the one that, you know, guides us. That's why we have to, you know, you might be successful in your business, but, but not, not as success, successful as God wants you to do. And God's successes, mm -hmm. I, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it just, I, I can't really know what to say for that because why would you not want that? Right. I want what right. God wants for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like uh, my husband is, you know, sometimes I get upset with, you know, how women are and whatever, but make a, a, the point is, I asked him a question one time and I felt so silly when he gave me the response because he's like, I cried out to God and I prayed for a wife and you are who he brought me. Mm -hmm. He said, so why are you doubting? And right. I was like, oh, it crushed me. Mm -hmm. He knows the desires of our heart. He knows us better than we know mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. Right. And he gets it right every time. Mm -hmm. I get it wrong almost 50% of the time. Yeah. And we were talking earlier before we started, we were talking about, you know, why we start, you know, having these thoughts and we start doubting and stuff. You know, it's interesting. We're not trying to get into faith. We try to grow our faith. Right. You know, but we're not trying to get into faith. Faith is actually our starting point. The devil tries to get us away from faith. But we, when we got born again, God gave us faith and he gave us he didn't give us a spirit of fear but he gave us a spirit of you know a sound mind, mind power yeah. and, and a sound mind right. love and, and, and sound mind so we we got faith right we received it so we're not we're not trying to get into the faith we're actually in a position of faith and the devil is trying to get us away from faith right I saw this one time God showed me it if you think about being in space, if you're in space, any little movement that you make is gonna send you millions and millions of miles, right. okay? Because there's no resistance up there, okay? Until you find some kind of gravity field or something, okay? If there was no devil, if there was no opposition to our faith, okay, it would be easy. Anything you thought of, anything you, you know, it'd be easy to believe because you don't have any resistance. So think about it that way as our starting point. That's our starting point. Now, That's our ground zero. Yeah. We're in, we're in faith. Right. And then the devil tries to get us you know, out of faith. We have to you know, work on it, condition our mind. But my point going back to mandate is it's a freedom to know that if God puts you in a business, you're there to succeed. You're not there to, to uh, suffer and just get by and have them, you know, uh, um, I was talking to a businessman one time and I asked him how his business was doing. And he said, oh, I'm doing good in my business. I said, really? I said, are you saving any money for retirement? No, he wasn't. I said, well, 
you need to do better then, don't you? <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's what God wants. We just, you know, we talked about, you know, having, or maybe we didn't talk about it, but having uh, sufficiency in all things, being able mm-hmm. to give unto every good work. Right. And uh, so that's the kind of life that we're supposed to live. Right. To where you don't have to think about, you're just able to. Right. Where you're able to just give. Right. And not have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, when I'm doing it the right way with the Lord, I don't have to balance my checkbook. When I'm not doing it the right way with the Lord, I have to balance my checkbook. Right. I mean, right. that's that's how I, that's my, mm-hmm. my euphemism, my Susanism, mm-hmm. is I don't have to balance my checkbook. I just want to be able to mm-hmm. pay my bills mm-hmm. and give. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you need that, not a problem, boom. Not mm-hmm. a problem, boom. Not a problem, boom. You don't even have to think about it because mm-hmm. that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. And what I learned recently from from this conference was, you know, God said, if you don't, if, Ron, if you hadn't been thinking about, you know, what I want you to do, if you would have been just thinking about, just thinking about your business, just thinking about making money, mm-hmm. which he's told me I'm supposed to do both, right. um, I would have missed out on what he had, had for me. Yeah, I qualify, but... I needed to press into him and not think about anything other than what he wanted me to do. And then he, you know, in the last few days after this conference we've had at Dream Center, he's just downloaded all this, all these different things for me to do. It's just like, oh my gosh. Oh no, oh no, what did I get myself into? Um, I think, for me, I have to quiet my mind to be able to hear that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the last little bit I've been, yeah, we can't be distracted. Distraction oh, is the thing that yeah. you know just you know wipes us out. We I think cannot be distracted. And it's so easy these days. Yeah, there's so much input all the time. Uh, well, yeah. So we just wanted to pop back on. We're going to start uh, giving you guys your couple couple a week. Um, we're going to be adding a new segment onto our website, the Ron Dolph Show. You'll be able to see. Um, you know, some secrets of some business owners that are currently successful, what they're doing in their business, how, you know, um, they're not all Christians. Some of these are secular businesses that have some good advice because, you know, whether they know it or not, the Lord got them into business and they just haven't gotten to where you're at and, and realized that their business is supposed to be used by God. Yeah, so if you go on the show, the, you know, one of the purposes is for you to hear what other people are saying. I yeah. just did an interview last, uh, last week and he had four points. And they were very, very good points. Right. And um, some just some good insight. And right. so we want you to be able to listen to that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, you know, glean from, you know, what they've been through. He's, he was 30 years in business. And get some insight and you know, you help have, your business. You have to know what's out there. You have to know what other people are doing, what mm-hmm. successes are happening mm-hmm. or, or, or not. Because, mm-hmm. you know, just like I say all the time, just like mm-hmm. people perish for lack of knowledge, so do businesses. So we want to make sure that you guys have some good knowledge out there to Mm-hmm. take from and uh, mm-hmm. other than that this is Susan and Rome and and we're the Rondell show and we will have talk to you later yeah bye, bye.